Today we're going to continue our study in 1 Peter. We've been going verse by verse through the book of 1 Peter. I want to encourage every week, maybe read ahead and read the verses before you come so you can be thinking about them. Bring your Bible with you come as we go through our Bible study. Uh, this week we're still in the second chapter. And as we, as we look at our verses today, we're going to see uh, why those folks who received this letter, those people who received this letter, now understand these were persecuted people. These were people that uh, for their faith in Christ had, had been chased out of their town. Uh, many of them had been beaten. Some of them had been put to death. Uh, we're going to see why the people that received this letter, uh, why they are persecuted, and we're going to see why they're having all this trouble. And at the same time in our verses, we're going to see how they will be able to persevere in that trouble, how they're able to have hope in that trouble. Um, now, the crazy thing in that, the crazy thing for that, is the reason for both of those things is the same reason. The reason that they're having trouble and the reason that they're hated is the same reason that they can have hope and the reason that they will endure. And the reason for both of those things is Jesus Christ. And so today we're going to talk about in our verses, we're going to talk a lot about Jesus Christ. That is my favorite subject. It's going to be an awesome time today. And I'll just tell you this, if all else fails today, we will have heard about our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now let's, let's look at our verses today. Let's begin in verse 4. Chapter 2, verse 4 says this, And coming to Him, the Him is Jesus, and coming to Him as to a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. That's verse four. In verse four, Peter paints a picture. He says they were coming to him, and, and we are today as Christians, we are coming to Jesus, we're coming to Christ as if we're coming to a living stone. He says that living stone has been rejected by men, but that living stone is also choice and precious in the sight of God. And so that's, that's the picture he's developing here. As Christians, they were coming to him as to a living stone. Today as Christians, as believers, we are coming to him as to a living stone. To understand that, we need to see the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, the Jewish people throughout the Old Testament period. Uh, if you read that account, they desired a temple. And, and then they desired a new temple. They wanted to have a temple where God could dwell, where God's presence could be, and there they could be in the presence of God. And, and they wanted a temple. They wanted, uh, and, and their craving was for God to be in their presence and to be in this temple. And that's what they wanted. That's what they longed for. If you think about the book of Psalms, how many of those Psalms talk about God and his temple and talk about the holy temple there in Jerusalem? They love the idea. They long for the idea of a temple where God's presence would dwell and where mankind could be there in God's presence. Well, the picture here that's being, that's being developed is, you know what? You can go to the temple that's made out of stone, cold, hard stone, or the other alternative is, here is Jesus who is resurrected and alive and God's actual presence is in him and with him as God in the presence of men. That's the picture. Why would you go to the temple when you could go to God? And that's how we approach Jesus Christ. When we go to him, we go to the presence of God. 
He is a living stone, not some block of stone there in a cold, hard building. That is so much better. Now, the fact is, the truth is, men had rejected that truth. They had rejected the truth that Jesus is the Christ, that he's the Messiah. They weren't having any of that, and they rejected that truth. Man, you could go to the temple, and and you can say, you know what, I want to be in the presence of God, or you could receive Christ, and you could be in the presence of the living God through Christ. And you know what? They rejected that. They wanted no part of that. But you know what? God says Jesus is still precious in the sight of God. Look at verse 5. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Verse 5 says, you know what? We also, they also, as believers, as Christians, we are living stones. The Bible says we're being built up as a spiritual house. You know what? Bible tells us in a couple places, we are the, the temple of God. And when we put our faith in Christ, God lives inside of us. There's no longer a temple in Jerusalem. We are the temple of God. He's taken up residence inside of us. Today, you know what? The truth is this. This is not the church. That across the way is not the church. The next block over, that's not the church. We as Christians, we are the church. We are living stones. God is inside of us. Not only does it say that, but it says we are being built up for a royal priesthood. A couple things here to see in that. You know what? You're a living stone. God lives inside of you, but you're being built up for a royal priesthood. Where they used to have a priest, and he would offer the sacrifices on behalf of the people, and he would offer up the worship to God on behalf of the people, we are now the priesthood. I was going to say in a few verses that we're a royal priesthood, And we now offer up our sacrifices to God. We now offer up our worship to God. Last night in my class I was teaching last night, we started off by talking about the fact that as Christians, we live to bring glory to God. We live, we breathe to point glory to the living God. Not somebody else, not somebody doing it on our behalf. Do you know as a Christian, you're being built up and you're growing that you might offer praises to God, that you might worship the one true living God. That's what we see in verse 5. From there, it really starts to talk about Jesus. We approach him as a living stone. Well, here he's going to go back. He's going to quote some Old Testament, and he's going to point to the truth of Jesus. Look at verse 6. For this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, And he who believes in him, Jesus, will not be disappointed. Here in verse 6, we start to add to 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 the revelation of who Christ is. He is a living stone, but you know what? He is also the cornerstone. He's not just the living stone. We're also living stones, but he is also the cornerstone. He is the foundational stone. He is the rock upon which all the rest rests. That's what the verse reveals to us. Jesus is the cornerstone. He's the foundational rock. Everything we believe as Christians is built upon and rests upon him as our foundation. Then the Bible says this, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. 
Who is Christ? He's a precious and choice stone. He's the living stone. He's also the cornerstone, the foundation. And he who believes in him will not be disappointed. Now to understand that sentence, we have to really think about those who receive this letter. My family disowned me. My nation disowned me. My town ran me away. I'm here in a pagan land. This isn't where I thought I'd end up. I'm hated in the midst of this town. Talk about disappointment. Talk about being where you didn't, didn't think you'd ever be. Talk about not being able to understand your, your situation. Talk about people that have, that have been hurt. And yet the Bible says, you know what? If you put your faith in Jesus, you will not be disappointed. What an awesome thing for those folks to receive. You know what, I can't understand where we're at and I can't ever understand how we got here and I can't understand the pain we're living in and I can't understand the rejection of my own family that ran me off. But you know what, I believe in a precious cornerstone, a living stone, the foundation, Jesus Christ, and I will not be disappointed. That's what the letter says. This is about to turn into a sermon. Look at verse seven. This precious value then is for you who believe. You know what? He's the cornerstone. He's the foundational stone. He's your hope that won't disappoint you. That's your truth if you believe. Verse seven, this precious value then is for you who believe. But for those who disbelieve, the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone. I'm gonna go ahead and read verse eight and it says this. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense for they stumble because they are disobedient to the word and to this doom they were also appointed. Here's the truth of what this is saying today. Jesus is either one of two things. He is either the foundational stone or for you he's the stumbling stone. He's either the precious living stone or he is a stone of great offense. I want you to listen. I want you to get this this morning. Be sure and hear this today. Jesus is to you either. He's your salvation and your redemption and your help that draweth nigh. Jesus is your hope. He's your peace that the world can't give and the world can't understand. He's your joy that comes in the morning. Jesus is the victory. Jesus is the son of God. In fact, God himself, he's the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus is the risen king and he's the reigning king. In fact, he's the king of all the kings. Jesus is the Lord. Jesus is our savior or he's the stone you can't accept. He is the stone that you reject. He's the truth that you can't believe. And he is an offense to you. And your rejection of him, the Bible says, sends you stumbling to a literal hell. And all that rests upon what you believe about Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? He's either the cornerstone or he's the stumbling stone. That's why it's a big deal what we believe about Jesus Christ. That's why it's a big deal what we teach about Jesus Christ. That's why it's a big deal that we have to say, you know what, I'm going to God's word to see how he revealed himself that I can stand upon the truth of Jesus Christ. That's why it's a big deal to me when a Jehovah's Witness says, you know what, he's a good man, but he wasn't God. That's their stumbling stone. That's why it's a big deal when a Mormon will say, you know what, he is God, but he's one of many gods as all of us will be gods. You know what, that's their stumbling stone. That's why when an atheist says, you know what, he may have just been a man. 
And maybe he was a good moral example of a man, but he's not the son of God. He's not God. That's their stumbling stone. That's why when the Muslims come and say, you know what, he was a, he was a great prophet. We love Jesus. He spoke for God, but he didn't speak as the son of God. That's their stumbling stone. That's why when the culture comes to us today and says, you know what, he wasn't born of a virgin. That's not a big deal. You know what, he couldn't have lived a life with no sin. It's okay if he sinned. For sure he wasn't in a grave dead and walked out of that grave alive as a resurrected physical living Savior. That's their stumbling stone. And so it's important what we teach and what we promote and what we stand upon about the truth of Jesus Christ. You know why? Because the Bible says this. Because of their disobedience to see Jesus for who he is. And where does that come from? Because of their disobedience to the word of God, their doom is sealed. Jesus is either the cornerstone or he's the stumbling stone. Somebody wrote it down like this. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Jesus Christ is either the cornerstone, the precious and living stone, or for you, he is the stumbling stone, the dividing line for all eternity. It goes back to who is Jesus Christ to you. Let's pray. Amen. That's awesome. Amen. Dear Father, we come, and I'm thankful for you, my Savior, Jesus Christ, my Lord, my King, resurrected, risen, reigning today. I'm thankful that I have a foundation that's not shakable. I have a foundation that's set in Jesus Christ. He is the chief cornerstone, the one the builders wanted no part of that they kicked out. But he's also the precious living stone, God himself, the very son of God. And he comes as my Lord, as my redemption, my help, my rock, my salvation. And I come today and I praise the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for those who haven't seen him as he is, that have rejected him, that haven't heard the truth, that have rejected the truth. I pray that their ears would be open, that their eyes would be open. I pray that the proclamation of the truth of Jesus Christ would reach them, would penetrate their hard hearts, that they might put their faith in Jesus, my Savior. But I pray today as a follower of Jesus Christ, rejoicing in my Savior, in my Lord, in my King. It's in his name I pray, in Jesus' name, amen.